Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Tales from the Veg Patch with me, Kathy Slack. This is the penultimate episode of the season, which means it's time to talk about autumn. There's still summer in the veg patch, plenty of it, and it's Mediterranean in tone. Tomatoes, cucumbers, courgettes, basil, oregano galore. But the winter squash and pumpkins are maybe three to four weeks away from harvesting and now the sweet peas have finished and the morning dog walk is just a touch chilly, I am starting to think about autumn and its bounty of unbuyable harvests, best among them pumpkins. Please do continue to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It makes a huge difference and I'm especially grateful for you lovely lot who have taken time to leave a review. Right, to the pumpkin patch. Autumn Unbuyables There is a group of vegetables which, when served up at the dinner table, will cause a stir. Present any one of these plants to guests and conversation will falter. Faces will turn to the plates and questioning eyebrows will be raised. What is this? Where did you get it? Can I buy it at Waitrose? Pumpkin, the garden and no. In fact, you can't buy it anywhere. These are the unbuyables, the class of produce to which only a grower has access. Broad bean tips, flowering kale stems, sprout tops, elderflower, tayberries, red sprouts, purple peas, kaolettes, cucamelons, rose geranium, lovage, hyssop, baby cucumbers still with their flowers attached. You will find none of them anywhere but the most specialist shops. They are off the menu, unless you are willing to grow your own. September is the perfect time of year for such treats. Blackberries, damsons, mirabelles, wet cobnuts, milky and squeaky fresh. And that's just the hedgerow bounty. From the veg patch, I pick edible flowers to top my salads. Nasturtiums, flowers and leaves, are intensely peppery, while calendula, violas, snapdragons and cornflowers are milder, but just as pretty strewn over lettuce. 
Then there's the unusual black cherry tomatoes, purple kohlrabi, turnip tops and an abundance of courgette flowers, which yes, you can buy, but they will set you back £3.50 online. £3.50! Most winter squash and pumpkins fall into this unbuyables category too, I think, and mine are coming along nicely. I've grown some up a bamboo wigwam this year, which I saw both Monty and Sarah Raven do, which is surely an assurance that it must work. And sure enough, it does. I've fitted five Kiri squash plants in a square metre space, and they are all happily brewing two or three fruit each at least. Now yes, some squash and pumpkins are ubiquitous. Butternut squash and that lurid jack-o'-lantern pumpkins that are easily available. But they are just the tip of the winter squash iceberg. Grow your own and the options are endless. Blue ones, yellow ones, white ones or stripy ones, huge ones, round ones, tiny ones or bulbous ones, ones with ribs, ones with warts, ones so tough you couldn't pierce it with a fork. It makes a butternut squash seem a bit, well, beige. It's a pity butternut varieties ever became so popular really. I suppose they are reliable and uniform and easy to cut, but they certainly won't be my first choice to grow. For a start, their flavour is mediocre, nothing but blanket sweetness, whereas other varieties, acorn and curry types for example, offer interesting nuttiness and more savoury notes. But more importantly, butternut squashes are not very easy to grow. They need a really long period of sunshine to ripen, difficult in a British climate, generally speaking, and they tend not to be as prolific as other types. For big harvests, easy growing, interesting shapes and delicious flavour, I suggest Crown Prince, which is azure-skinned, yellow-fleshed and weighing roughly two kilos. Or Red Onion, a round curry-type, orange-skinned and weighing about a kilo and a half. And Turk's Turban, which is spectacular, if not as high-yielding, and just the right side of odd-looking. All of these I sow in April, in small pots which I keep on the windowsill because squash seeds like to be toasty, 20 degrees plus, to germinate. As the spring warms up, I open the window for short periods so the seedlings can acclimatise to life in the wild. And by late May they are strong enough and the nights are warm enough to plant them out. But be warned, the teenage squash is an unruly beast. It will ramble around the veg patch, sending vines and side shoots wherever it can fix a tendril. So, once the fruit has set, meaning the flower has been pollinated and turned into a small squash, I cut off these wandering limbs to focus energy on the harvest and away from world domination. After picking in late October, they store, well, right through winter really, many actually improving in flavour after a month in the shed. 
It won't come as any surprise that I can't usually wait that long. So, just after the squash harvest, as the clocks change and the nights draw in, I have friends round for dinner and parade the pumpkins. I light the fire, I wear my cosiest jumper, I brew the first mulled cider of the season. We sit down to squash soup with shards of parmesan crisps served in sweet dumplings, which is a miniature variety of pumpkin, just big enough for one person. I stuff a whole squash to slice at the table, the strangest one I can find, so that it looks like an interloper from another planet come to marvel at our feast. With it, we will have a salad of warm mixed squash, roasted, unpeeled, so their blue, orange and bottle green skins shine beneath a shower of pomegranate seeds and feta snow. Assuming everyone isn't squashed out, there will be pumpkin tart to finish, made with blue ballet, a Hubbard style, with flesh so yellow-orange it looks more like a custard tart than a pumpkin. This feast marks the beginning of autumn and the season of roast squash, warm fires and cold fingers begins. Ways with squash. Whatever their outfit, squash and pumpkins are always dressed for a chilly day. They are made for cosy, cold weather food sometimes rich and creamy flavours, sometimes bright and fiery, but always cockle-warmingly satisfying. But with the nights getting cooler as we slip into September, that sort of food holds novelty for me right now, so I'm all in. Pumpkin and squash are quite the globetrotter too, lending themselves to comforting flavours from many different cuisines. From Italy, for example, try salsa verde, drizzled over hasselback squash, for which roast half a peeled and de-seeded squash into which you have made incisions every five millimetres and drizzled with oil at 200 degrees C for 40 to 45 minutes. Turn the heat up for the last few minutes at the end to encourage crispy edges. Spoon over freshly made salsa verde and serve immediately. Squash also works well with many Asian flavours. For a quick kick, toss wedges in a whizzed paste of chilli, garlic, ginger, lemongrass and a flavourless oil before roasting. Native Americans grew pumpkins as one of what they called the Three Sisters which was climbing beans, entwining themselves around stems of sweet corn with pumpkins rambling around at their feet. The influence of this trinity can be seen in cooking all over North and South America today. My lunchtime version is a tortilla wrap stuffed with cayenne rubbed roast squash, sweet corn salsa and refried beans. I might add some grated cheese and probably an avocado for good measure. For bonfire night, try a Spanish-inspired tray bake of spicy chorizo sausage roasted with wedges of pumpkin and sprinkled with sweet smoked paprika. 
For a French version of squash meat sausage, roast rich herby Toulouse sausages until they are dark and sticky, then serve with pillows of pumpkin mash. Squash really loves a deeply savoury dance partner. It tempers their sweetness. Staying in France and sticking with savoury flavours, Puy lentils are marvellous with roasted squash and perhaps a few nuggets of a young chèvre cheese on top. All these dishes involve something spice, aromats, salt, acid, umami to balance the sweetness of squash or pumpkin. Something to startle the eater out of their stodgy, sweet stupor. Quite hard to say. I never understood the American tradition of adding more sweetness to pumpkins for pies and so forth. For me, the whole pleasure of a pumpkin is to enjoy its warming sweetness against something contrasting. That way, you find yourself appreciating the intensity of it even more. Pumpkin tikka masala. By the end of winter, the mice cotton on to the stores of squash and pumpkin in the shed, and with their own sources of food now woefully lacking, they begin nighttime raids on what's left of my pumpkin stash. It's hard to begrudge them a meal in this lean time. The nights are raw and the frost encrusts the cold frame most mornings. But I bring the bigger ones in, the pumpkins that is, before the mice descend. It would be a shame to lose a whole two kilo pumpkin to a nibbling of a single mouse. So I batch cook much of the remaining harvest by later in the year, making this tikka masala because it freezes beautifully. In fact, like so many curries, freezing actually improves the flavour. So if you do choose to freeze it, leave the skin on the squash or pumpkin or it will disintegrate with the effort of defrosting and reheating. Serves four. Preheat the oven to 200 degrees fan. Halve one large winter squash or pumpkin, roughly a kilo when whole, and de-seed it. No need to peel it. The skin will add texture, colour and flavour. However, if you really object to the skin, you can, of course, peel it. In which case, add 10 minutes to the roasting time below so the squash is very crispy, which will stop it disintegrating in the sauce. Cut the squash into 3 centimetre chunks and put it in a bowl. Drizzle over one tablespoon of olive oil and sprinkle with a tablespoon of garam masala and a pinch of salt. Toss to coat each piece of squash in the oil and spices, then arrange on a single layer on a baking tray. Roast for 40 minutes, turning over halfway through until the chunks are soft in the middle and charred at the edges. Meanwhile, For the sauce, set a large deep frying pan over a medium-high heat and pour in one tablespoon of sunflower oil. Add one finely chopped onion and fry for five to eight minutes, stirring regularly until just starting to turn golden. Tip 20 grams of fresh ginger, 
two garlic cloves and half a red chilli into a herb chopper or the small box of a food processor with one tablespoon of sunflower oil and a pinch of salt. Whiz to a paste. Add this paste to the onion pan, turn the heat down low and cook gently for five minutes, give or take. While the paste sweats, toast one teaspoon each of coriander and cumin seeds in a separate dry frying pan over a medium heat for two to three minutes or until they smell fragrant. Then crush them into a coarse powder with a pestle and mortar. Add them to the onion pan with one teaspoon of ground coriander, one teaspoon of paprika, half a teaspoon of turmeric and another big pinch of salt. Next, add 100 grams of halved cherry tomatoes and two tablespoons of tomato puree and cook for two to three minutes. Stir in a tin of coconut milk, full fat please, and 20 grams of ground almonds. Bring to a gentle simmer and bubble uncovered for 10 minutes, stirring occasionally to prevent sticking. By now, the squash will be ready. So tip it into the curry sauce, stir in, my secret, a quarter tablespoon of mango chutney and check the seasoning. Maybe add another bit of mango chutney for good measure. Remove from the heat, leave the curry to cool and then refrigerate overnight. This will totally transform it, giving the spices time to mingle and the flavours to develop. Next day, warm the curry through in a pan over a low heat until hot, then top with some toasted flaked almonds and coriander leaves. Serve each portion with a big dollop of yoghurt and a flatbread if you like. This curry can be adapted for many harvests. Cauliflower, should you be lucky enough to be able to grow them, celeriac, turnips, marrows, all offer warming bowls of colour and heat to welcome in the first chilly breeze of autumn. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.